This week on the Push All Lose podcast, we've got bread, calories, and prescribing exercises. Three, two, one. You want to be LinkedIn friends, Dan? Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Damik, and me, Tom Hall. What's going on, bro? Same old, mate. Isn't it? Same old, same old, same old, same old, same old, same old. Same old. Same old. Same old. With uh, LinkedIn connection requests, especially when they're automated and spelled it. wrong and you know I mean, incorrect. I've also yeah, stuff needs proofreading. Also, before you send the request, check that you haven't met the person before. Um, Always helps. Met, I mean, I've met one of the people who've actually sent me a request and uh, gave me an auto automated response. Because as soon as I clicked connect, boom, got a response. Apparently been sitting on their laptop all day, um, which is interesting. Um, like all of us, mate. Like all of us. I but still never use LinkedIn. Don't know. Li- don't use it's it. a weird one, isn't it? Like I don't get it. Luke quite likes it for PTC stuff, but like base. That's building like I don't know a little bit building <laughs> connections um, on the thing for about not like brands but gyms, yeah, like talk to people just, like that. It seems you don't you connect with like the higher ups or the people who are up operations and stuff like that is it not just right my my perception of it is it's just a way for high uh, profile people to show off the position they're in in their business yeah i think so basically isn't it really it's like oh i want to you know all this person's the ceo of you know wherever and it's like i don't like get it because i went on there and i was like well what am i going to put ceo at damn meat nutrition for <laughs> me. like, who gives a shit like, are, you, are you not like like chief operating officer or are you like i'm all of it mate i'm all of it mate but, um, but no it's funny because i like go on there sometimes and i like see um I, I don't know why but a lot of people that used to be in football have in it like a lot of snc yeah, coaches yeah, sports yeah. Stuff, i go on their profiles and i see what i would have used to write i'm not saying i'm any different the way that they describe their job and i'm just like oh my god like mate you wash out water bottles and you hand out the gps <laughs> it's like come on like and it's and it just i don't know i just think linkedin is just a real big like like bullshit CV thing, isn't it? It's just like this is me. Like, look how amazing I am. Like, in a suit. Like, I don't get it. It's like I don't know. It's just an odd. It's an odd thing to be on. I don't, it's just I've never never had anything purposeful come out of it, really. Um, and I'm sure it's like anything. The, more, the longer if, you spend on it, and the more like content you put out, and the more like useful stuff you probably post. I get you probably gonna find but, people connect with you. But the, the thing is, and if people are wanting to make serious connections or valid stuff or trying to get to somebody then they seem to message me on linkedin and they clearly haven't looked they haven't spent two seconds because they know if they knew like they can read my position at third space or ptc or for the push release podcast whatever and they seem to think that i'll be running like internet advertising i was like i don't think in what part of does my job, like PT or educator or anything like that, suggest that I'm in charge of marketing for a firm that has over 600 employees? Mm. 
I just I don't understand because it's always that kind of lead generation thing. And also, it's yeah, it's it's like, oh, do you want more clients, Tom? No, because yeah. I can't. They have to be members of the gym, so I can't really do that. Um, <laughs> unless That's you what have. I feel like I feel it's like a really it's just one. It's it's like a it's it's that blanket crap that it, that just doesn't work. Um, uh, so I've got an, I've I've obviously got an account in there just because you know from ages we, ago and I just kind of go. Are we connections? Are we connections on LinkedIn? Probably not. Do, I don't. I don't think we are actually. I, I wouldn't. I, I just don't use it, and like I see stuff on here, and I'm like, I'm only going to message you through LinkedIn now. I don't get it. I just do not like. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm behind it all, but I just think it's. Anyway, congratulate so and so for their job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My dad uses it. That's right, but he's 71, so and retired. Mm. All right, mate. What's what's been happening in your world this week? Oh, loads, mate. I've been out and about, you know. Um, nah, just standard <laughs> shit, innit? Do you know? Still cracking on with, you know, learning my stuff and, and learning shit and getting on with it. And that's why, like I said last week, I've been pretty quiet posting stuff on social media because no one needs to hear about it. But, um, yeah. yeah, cracking on. I've just been re- uh, written a new ebook thing that will go out soon. Um, me, Mike, and Joe have all written one actually, so that'll be going out at some point. But I'm gonna probably wait until Corona's kind of like or allowed back into the gym because it's kind of like built around. Maybe going to the gym would be useful. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it seems a bit pointless sending out a free guide about how to train properly in the gym when no one can train in the gym. So um, yeah, I'm probably gonna leave that for a little while. But yeah, just doing that, you know. Just um, the highlight of the week is obviously the, the the food shop delivery coming. That's the highlight of my week right now. So that's always good. Um, and that's about it, to be fair. You, I mean, mate, that's what the extent of it is. What have you got? Anything exciting coming in your food food delivery? Well, we started. Uh, we did the day we went to the cop, and Laura bought a quiche. I tell you what, mate, a quiche is very underrated. They are underrated. I, I agree. do like a quiche. I do like a quiche. So that's the highlight. Is that is a quiche is always good. Um, other than that, I've been experimenting with a different Ben and Jerry's flavour each week as well, just to Ooh. push the boat out. Had baked Alaska this week, and I have to say, it's it needed something added to it. It was just vanilla ice cream with marshmallow swirl and white chocolate chunks, and it needed like a bit of raspberry in there just to just to give it something. Like it was all right, but it was just a bit vanilla, shall we say? Um, but this week I've got come in Netflix and chill, which is incredible. If you've never tried that one, you've got to try it. And then the other good one is cone. Something cone. It's got like, you know, the best ice cream cones, like the waffle ones with the chocolate around the outside of the, t- of the top. It's that crushed up in like caramel ice cream or something. Really good. Nice. Um, so, yeah, luckily I'm the type of person, as, as we spoke up before, we came out, I'm the type of person who can eat like a quarter of a tub of Ben and Jerry's and put it back in the fridge. No problem. Like, I just, I just don't have that need to finish the whole thing so i'm quite comfortable having high calorie ice cream in the freezer it's quite easy for me yeah um plow through it um so it's maybe yeah not good for me not great for me but I'm, i've been okay actually because i've i spent my basically my task for throughout the week and obviously we're a couple of days removed from the week on from <clears throat> sorry easter and I've managed to finish all of the chocolate, apart from there is one bunny there that you can probably see, um, which isn't mine. I'm refraining from having it. So pretty good, which, which <clears throat> kind of Dan thought, uh, well, <clears throat> Chloe said that I've got something stuck in my throat, mate. 
you you talk jesus all oh, right tommy's uh having his coca-cola <laughs> but yeah tom got through his 40 cream eggs pretty quick i have to say like, i was quite impressed with the speed at which you got through your cream eggs oh i, I didn't expect to have any other chocolate to be honest i didn't think <laughs> have anything else i thought that would just be the cream eggs oh uh, but then i did also have another like 12 of those eggs the cream egg eggs on the easter sunday as well not like all at once but it, it probably took me i'm gonna go for about 52 of those cream like eggs cream size eggs and three weeks that's like two a day you're a heathen mate <laughs> pretty good pretty i good. just get sick of them at that point yeah to be honest i was getting a bit bored of them um i was just like eating them out of like oh it's there i can't be bothered to make anything and um, yeah it's <laughs> but it's a little bit better now uh the reason i had a dry throat i just had some rice cakes with some peanut butter marmite peanut butter marmite peanut butter marmite peanut butter is the one the one realizing that it is so good uh, that is getting heavily stocked at the moment during uh, quarantine times but we need to go to the shops we haven't ordered we haven't got another uh cardo delivery and we decided against ordering a load of like meats and stuff so we can actually go to the shop because the uh weight trays and stuff is pretty well stocked so uh, it's almost like normal yeah. shopping uh, yeah i think if you can still get there it's worth going isn't it to be fair yeah, you can, you can still get there, but yeah, we just, I mean, we've always done online shopping anyway, so it's kind of just it's lazy. Just, it's, we're not very good at like, with, like planning stuff out throughout the week because we'll have like, oh, I really fancy this or really fancy yeah. that. See, that's like, where uh, online shopping is like a godsend because you don't buy shit and you don't, and you kind of like pre-plan out stuff in your head and you think, right, so basically we have like seven days. So we're like, right, we need seven lots of protein, seven lots of meat or whatever. Then you go, right, we need seven lots of yeah, stuff for lunches. What happens on the day that you don't really want that and you want something else? Then you have to just have it and then you stick to your diet and your calories really easily <laughs> and things don't go crazy. So it's really good. Um, but yeah, like, and then I also get that whole thing of like, if I've got it in the house, and it's going to go off. I'll always yeah. eat it over, over like ordering a Five Guys or something, do you know. So I, I fall in the same category as that. I'll be like, oh, well, it's got to be eaten. Like, so we might as well just have it. Like, we had like two packs of sausages that were going off, and I was like, well, I'm looking at the sausages. I was like, oh, but you're gonna you're gonna do that. I was like, no, but that's not gonna go off till like I wanted like some nachos. I was gonna make nachos last week, which I did, oh, but I so left good. it. I left it like a day because they were like, oh, well, the sausages are going off, so we gotta make the sausages. So I'll have nachos tomorrow. Yeah. The nachos were good, yeah. We bought these, actually, I realise we're not on the talk fitness very much on this podcast. Um, we bought these little, uh, uh, there's like red jalapenos with pineapple in the like jalapeno tin or jar. So good. Unreal, mate. Yeah. I'll, I'll show you them. I'll send you. It's seriously. No, I can imagine it's good because it's that whole like sweet chilli sauce, right? It's sweet. Yeah, it's like <laughs> sweet, sweet and whatever and hot. It's unreal. If I, I don't know what brand it was. I, was. I wandered down to Whole Foods and got it from there. Well, okay. Whole Foods. Wow. All right, mate. Fucking <laughs> posh, isn't it? But um, I know, you know, for anyone I, who's I don't understand Whole Foods, it's weird because it, it's it's just it's all brands. I have no idea what they are. And you're like, why are they so expensive? I don't have no idea what they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know where they come from. And it's badly set out as well. I have no idea. Like the cooked meats are not in the way they should be. There's like cheese everywhere, and like you have to go. It's like it's it's not a well thought out shop. The, how it's no, they want you to spend out. longer in there looking for stuff so that you buy more oh it works it like, oh i want that yeah yeah it, i was just wandering around looking for cream fridge i was looking for cooked meats i really wanted to just like put some stuff on like the nachos and, and i was like oh where that i was like cooked meat is normally near the cheese and stuff i was like it'd be yeah. cheese aisle cooked meat aisle like just some slices of ham or some salami i spent ages trying to find like chorizo 
really odd, mate. Really strange. <laughs> anyway, good story. Good story. I just realised that your podcast for the PTC one, you're with Luke, is coming out next week. Oh, is it? We hadn't heard anything about it, so we were still, <laughs> still waiting. But um, so, good to yeah, know. good to know. Uh, good just, to know, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sure that'll go down really well. Next week. Just, I think it'll be because I was just looking. And I was like, oh, we're we're this is episode nine of Bunkercast. Nine times. Does that that mean we're over? We're a month and a half in. We've been doing about two a week, haven't we? Uh, I think we slowed down a little bit recently, <laughs> haven't we? Episode ten or nine? This is nine. Sorry, we put yeah. the live one out, and then uh, yeah, on the PTC has some interesting questions. But apologies to anybody who had to ramble and listen to that um, because we probably covered a lot of those topics over the last four weeks anyway. So different audience though eh? yeah exactly that it's always, <laughs> good. it's always good to have it reinforced though to go back over it you know i guess so but you wanted to talk about um the bbc and their calorie show was there something that was going around the nutrition world yeah so today in the nutrition world it's all kicked yeah. off on it and um basically what happened was you might remember um months ago now probably we talked about a study that showed that when people were told the amount of exercise it would take to burn off certain amounts of or certain foods that they ate or certain amounts of foods that they ate they um instinctively less ate 20 percent less food um than the group that didn't or weren't aware of the calories they were aware of the calories but they weren't aware of how many how much exercise it required to burn off the food like the walking and the walking and running yeah like 10 you minutes eat a running, pizza, then you've got to run for 40 minutes or something like that you wish 40 minutes tom fucking hell mate try try <laughs> four hours um, so yeah it was kind of like me run it is uneconomic <laughs> <laughs> um so it's on that premise and basically it's, it's a program called the restaurant that burns off calories and basically there's a bunch of people um so they bring in 20 doc 20 people 20 diners for a slap-up meal um and basically whatever they order the people in the opposite side of the restaurant are in uh, uh, like an on-site gym where they have to burn off every single calorie ordered by the diners um and obviously that's ridiculous it is unbelievably ridiculous because we obviously have a certain amount of calories that we need in our bodies to just maintain and be alive we don't need to burn off calories up to a you know, certain point um and likewise again we shouldn't be seeing it as if i overeat by x amount i have to do this much exercise to burn it off blah 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 we know that right we know that um but as you can imagine there's this whole thing in the fitness industry of oh this is a promoting a really poor relationship with food this is promoting sort of an eating disordered view of food and all that sort of stuff which i agree with 100 percent, that is correct but the general public don't know that um so when you look at some of the comments like on the the metro thing that i'm on here there's quite a few comments of people that are just like yeah makes sense like why are people so why are people getting so caught up in it why are people bothered because there's obviously been a bit of backlash to it um and, and that's kind of what this article is about anyway but basically it's, yeah comments in nothing wrong with it um don't see the issue you know that kind of stuff um other people are obviously really shocked um and, and obviously that you know there's a lot of people who are out there who i suppose you know one here a comment here from someone says it's taken nearly 10 years for me to convince myself that eating food's okay not to punish myself with extra exercise tv shows like bbc's twos the restaurant is out is so out of touch and insensitive um and all that sort of stuff and, and i get that and i get that sort of side of it but um i'm not in any like i said i'm not in any way promoting that as a way of um thinking about your calories and stuff but i'll say the same thing that i said when that study came out and the reason that study was successful in my opinion is because you're speaking in a language and given context to something that people actually now understand 
because they understand that four hours running is fucking horrible and it's hard work and it's not fun and they then get how many calories and they're in a pizza whereas you just say to someone there's a thousand calories now they go okay and what yeah what does that mean it's like like someone telling me i've got it's like someone telling me i've got a million rupees okay what does that mean i don't that doesn't mean anything to me and i think that when we as fitness professionals and personal trainers everything understand that the vast majority of people do not understand calories macros and the metabolisms and what it takes the quicker we're going to realize that we need to change how we educate people on a, on a on that level now i look at stuff like that and it doesn't even bother me i don't even talk about it because it doesn't affect my demographic because my demographic people that i want to work with know that you need a certain amount of calories to, to live and survive. You don't have to burn up every single every single bit of calorie. I don't want to work with people necessarily that have um, issues with with eating and food and stuff like that necessarily. I do work with people that have that, but I don't want to like promote that. There's far better people than me that, that will help with that sort of thing. So it's just no point in me talking about it. But I see a lot of people in fitness who are in who aren't after that demographic, who don't understand clearly their demographic or who they're trying to speak to, talking about this sort of thing and how it's damaging relationships with food and stuff. And then you have people in the comments of their post saying well what's wrong with it and i'm like so you're clearly not explaining to your demographic and people that follow you why it's important to have a certain number of calories and all this sort of stuff but before i go on off on a big rant about it it's kind of again it's that whole thing of pts and fitness professionals not speaking the same language as the people they're trying to help and i'm not suggesting for one second that we talk about exercise from that point of view what i'm saying is shouting calorie fucking deficit and saying eat protein is obviously not working for these people people need to understand that there's different demographics of people and i agree that on a national tv show it's not great to have that sort of message but at the same time the majority of people watching that the majority of them may now have a bit of a better understanding of just how many calories are in food based on the fact that they've made a poor connection with that terms of exercise but that is still now some sort of context to that food above and beyond just going there's a thousand calories in that oh great doesn't mean anything now they know that that's a lot of calories whereas if you said to them this apple is 10 minutes of running they go that's all right that's nothing you say to them a pizza four hours or whatever all of a sudden and they know right an apple and a pizza they know that one's gonna be more than the other but it's the extent to which well how much bigger and they don't know that and that sort of thing and i think Again, I have to reiterate this point. I'm in no way supporting the message. I have to reiterate that over and over again so that it's not taken out of context. But the reason that study was successful was because, in my opinion, it speaks in a way and in a language that the everyday person gets more than just saying there's that many calories in that. That's all. That was my only point with it. But it's obviously still bad and it's not how we should be promoting food. But that's probably why it got onto national TV because they thought people would watch it. And they did apparently. So and they, I think, I'm guessing most of the population will still probably gauge of how much something like I don't know on portion control and the size of something is probably more of a gauge to how much energy it gives off than like saying oh that's a massive apple so that's gonna be lots of calories well, that's gonna be lots of energy that's an like and they're still gonna think about bad you know, bad and good sugars and bad fats and good fats and oh it's all right though because it's because it's green that kind of stuff that's the kind of stuff we need to i don't know educate people on um but it's interesting isn't it? it's just i just i just think is like you're never going to get it right you know like they're never going to get it right if, if they put out a program that talks about the intricacies of a metabolism and they talk about the things that contribute like thermic effect of feeding you know based on metabolic rate you know neat and then they talk about 
the effects that protein has in terms of its um, you know, the thermic effect of food, the fact that, you know, carbohydrates play an important role in, you know, immunity as well as energy. You just confuse the fuck out of people. Like, oh, yeah. because, again, remember how average, the, how stupid the average person is. 50% of people are more stupid than that. And, like, they need to understand that on a basic level. There's a lot of energy in that, that you probably don't need to eat that huge amount of it. And that's going to lead to body fat gain. And um, it's, and, and there's no, you know, they're not talking about how good it is that they're promoting the fact that calories are important. No one talks about that, you know, or anything like that. And it's getting people to understand about calories. And there'll be people who would have, I'm sure, gone off in the comment section of these things, talking about how it's nothing to do with calories. It's all about insulin or something, you know, but no one's having to go at them either. And it's that whole thing of there's always been something to pick up on. And, and like I said, it is bad. I'm not suggesting it's good, but... I can kind of see why maybe the BBC have, have gone well. It speaks the language people kind of get above. Like I said, we're just saying, oh, they're not going to put an hour-long program talking about. Well, let's go sit down in a restaurant and look at the menu and it work out the exact amount of protein, carbs, and fats, and work out how it fits into their flexible <laughs> dieting better. approach. They've you know done I mean? a better like, job than most of the trainers out there because they've un- made people understand what's happening, and that's the thing. That's that's exactly what we've got to try and do to our clients, or to whomever if you're trying to make something in layman's terms and your clients or if i try and explain something to dan i'm going to make it as simple as possible yeah i just think you know is is i just think if they'd have talked about for example right bmr and then they talked about neat and they talked about these things and and they said this is your budget for the day of food you can have all this this is fine you know you can have up to eight hours running a day you can have up to 12 hours running a day because your body just uses that naturally anything above and beyond this level you're probably going to be in a in a calorie surplus if you were here for regular amounts of time and that would mean you would need to do this much energy to burn off blah, blah 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 like would they still be okay with that or would they not they probably wouldn't be happy with that because it's still converting it to well you do this amount and this amount it's like well why put someone in a calorie deficit at all then because you're you're then suggesting that calories are bad and they need to cut down calories to lose weight. Well, that's exactly what they need to do. But there's a negative connotation with cutting back food and restricting, and it's bad because you're restricting. It's like, well, no, at some point you need to restrict. Like you're going to have to do that. And like I said, I get I get the concept and I get the whole thing of it. It may promote eating disorders in people and all this sort of stuff. But I also bet there's a large percentage of people that it wouldn't because they would go, well, yeah, obviously I need a certain amount of food to live. So it's just that whole yeah, I don't know. Like without opening a can of worms, like. <laughs> but then you get like point again, to more, like money it's like bad is it bad to restrict money no it's quite good thing most, most, most people should probably restrict money yeah just, <laughs> yeah i just think it's i just think it you know it's, it's just an interesting debate and like i said i'm going to reiterate this point yet again that it is a stupid idea but that's because <laughs> we know what that's because we know what we're talking about and that's because people listening to this podcast know what we're talking about but it doesn't mean that people watching it may not have a better understanding now of the calories are in food because it's done in a way that provides context. I'm not going to say any more than that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going further and further. There's really no uh, point. I think, I'm made, <laughs> I think I've made the point I need to make. You've made your point, mate. Um, so I'm going to swiftly, we're going to come back to some food stuff in a bit, but swiftly, because something annoyed me. Not annoy me. It's just generalized. It kind of just got flagged up by an Instagram post. Um, and it's something that I apparently just blamed on the nutrition world before the show. And Dan was like, don't you drag us down. Um, 100% it's prescribing something or misdiagnosing something. And I'm going to guess that some people were like, oh, yeah, you're intolerant to fats or you're intolerant to something like this. And it's probably misdiagnosing because you're a personal trainer. You don't have to do this. Believe it or not, this happens in our world, like the movement mechanics and I don't know the exercise part of training. 
not just nutrition. Well, you're not allowed to prescribe food, correct? Correct. So I don't think there's any rules for saying we are. I don't think I think we're allowed to prescribe exercise. I don't. I don't. I, as far as I know, there's nothing that's stopping us. But I, I would, think you do prescribe. I think yeah, you probably do prescribe it maybe. But what I know, what got my goat was um, so demonstrating. Not got my goat. It's just a, a, a misdiagnosis and a blase of kind of not really knowing about the information that's being given out. Um, and it can obviously everybody who's come to you, Dan. I'm sure like. 75 i'm gonna go 75 percent of the people that has come to you with an injury or they've had an injury or they'll probably say that yeah i probably i've had tight hip flexors and they've had tight hamstrings in the past mm. okay cool yeah. you're a human so you you this is all you've told me is some physiotherapist or somebody sometime has told you you've got tight hip flexors because you've learned that word from somewhere and you know where your hamstring is and you can feel your hamstring that's, that's all that's told me um we haven't done an assessment we don't really know and but it was it was the fact it was the anterior posterior tilt argument because the posterior tilt is the butt wink thing so if anybody not terminology we'll, we'll use butt wink and not posterior tilt yeah so that, that thing where you go into a squat and your butt dips under um and the whole argument of this it was miss i don't know people used to think it was tight hamstrings that did this right well, I'm sure people still do, and well, it's not. It's 100% not. No, because the magic of the hamstring is it goes over two joints, and if you actually have that little buck wink in a squat, the hamstring does nothing. Just holds shit together. The ha- hamstring is actually the only fun- functional thing is uh, like it will say like knee flexion, but what it really actually does is destabilize, like stabilize and decelerate all the all the leg motions. Basically, that's what it really does. But yeah, flexion of the knee not really um but it's interesting because the, the hamstring doesn't do anything net during a squat nothing changes because the hip bends stretching the hamstring and the knee flexes shortening the hamstring so nothing's happening it's just moved up and down that bit so that's when you realize that you have to just move one joint and keep the other one extended to actually have a stretch effect on the hamstring um so that was tight hamstrings bullshit and especially for a posterior tilt or butt wink and the whole tight hip flexors thing I haven't met anybody that's... If you just put your pelvis in a kind of a neutrally position, then they'll be fine. I just... Oh, it annoys me. That kind of... Um, I don't know. Tight hip flexors. Bull crap. Especially... So that was in, in a... Um, so this was diagnosed. Um, and what I should do is to stretch out some hip flexors or stretch some hamstrings or stretch the lower back. It's really counterintuitive because they're both on the opposite sides of the body and they do different things. So you've kind of... If you were to tell somebody to, in a split squat, this is, so if when you've got an anterior pelvic, like a posterior pelvic tilt, so your butt wink, saying that either your lower back is too tight, your hamstrings are too tight, or your hip flexors are too tight. Three of those things, they don't all if lead those, to the, if, if they all happen, then you would just stay as you were. Stay as you were, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible because, like... The hip flexors, if they were tight, yeah, that would bring you into hip flexion, okay? The hamstrings, if they were tight, you wouldn't be able to achieve that at all. Yeah. Um, and if your back, lower back was tight, so you're going to think if you're bending over, you would be back, you'd be bolt straight up, right? You're probably inducive of tight hamstrings. That would mean that your hip flexors are super, super stretched. 
Um, so you can't have both, <laughs> like both, um, which is really interesting. So anyway, we digress. That you can't really, you need to know the what the mechanics are doing throughout those movements, and to realise that people shouldn't probably see say you've definitely got tight hip flexors, or you've definitely got like this is your magic exercise. So I read through a list of um, Dr. Andy Chan on uh, on Instagram. Good lad. He was like, don't shoot the messenger, but this was uh, he posted up a list of things that do not need to be fixed in order to see changes in pain or function. OK, so the, a list of crap, but I'm sure. So, Dan, I'm gonna, I want you to say yes. If you've ever heard a personal trainer or a client say this to you or around you or you've seen it written by them. OK, so we need to fix your posture. Yeah. Cool. So doesn't need to be fixed. Uh, this is the change pain or functionality of movement. Okay. Anterior pelvic tilt. So that's the whole Instagram butt kind of thing. Like stick your butt out, right? So duck. Duck butt? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You like a duck. Um, knee cue angle. It's probably a bit specific, isn't it? Um, knee angle, though. Yeah, I've heard knee angle, angle but not cue angle. Um, knee valgus. Yeah. Yep. Over pronation. Mm, not as frequently. Uh, I've heard a lot of oh, that person pronates. We need to get that out. Is it? You have to pronate. That's a decelerative tool to step. You have to pronate. It's just yeah. Okay, cool. Flat feet. Yeah. Rotator cuff tears. Not so much. Minish- cuff tears. Rotator cuff. You hear a lot of. <laughs> rotate. I'm doing my rotators. Yeah. Yeah. Standing, waving a fucking dumbbell in the air. <laughs> no, you're not doing rotator cuffs, mate. You're not. You're just waving a dumbbell in the air. You know what external internal rotation? Which one does? I love, I love that exercise. The Terry's minor and uh, subscapularis stuff, and it's like, yeah, I'm doing my rotator cuff. You know, no, that doesn't do that. No, no you're not. You're not. <laughs> no, you're not. You're really not. Don't do that one. Uh, okay, cool. Um, no, it's shoulder impingement. That's a good word. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a shoulder impingement. Yeah. Okay, cool. There you have it. That's uh, that's quite a hard thing to do. Rounded shoulders. Yeah, I can fix that. Just, just do the banded pull aparts. So yeah, you have to do always. just just those and like the the reverse flies, all of it. Do more rows as a general rule. Posturally, probably a little bit better. But we're not gonna diagnose it. I'm gonna say that, that's bad posture. The the one question I've asked when we done a posture analysis, I was like, is you you can be in pain in what is deemed to be good posture. Therefore, is it good posture? Probably not. But you, there's people who are not in pain that have bad posture should we yeah. change it and put them in pain in the good posture <sighs> don't know just because it's aesthetically pleasing for you to look at but they're agonizingly in pain probably not a good thing mm. um <laughs> all right bursa thickening i never really heard anybody diagnose that interesting one bulging discs mm. no. degenerative discs kind of. well it's not really i've not heard it Tight hip flexors. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, forward head posture. Nice. Yeah. Uh, abnormal scapula humoral rhythm. I've heard that before. Not said like that. <laughs> <laughs> scapula rhythm. Yeah. Uh, hamstring tightness. Oh yeah. Every single person. Yeah. Uh, uh, a leg length discrepancy. No, not so much. Oh, I've heard that quite a lot. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. One one leg is definitely longer than the other. Probably. But 
body's amazing and it adapts and probably that's why your pelvis is slightly out like just off and it just sits there so it, you probably walk a little bit funny and that's why you're probably slightly lopsided so one shoulder's lower than the other and one pelvis sits lower than the other so it's accommodating i've um, got that yeah, i need yeah. to fix it <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you do need to fix it um that was a lot of pain isn't it um yeah. yeah uneven si joints and uneven hips not so much doesn't even probably doesn't even exist um it band tightness yeah yep. <laughs> i actually uh i saw uh, they are now unfollowed i'm sorry on instagram somebody that was like oh you can spend some time rolling out now this is how to roll out your it band yeah. Yeah, well you can tell i don't follow them because you know my thoughts <laughs> fucking foam rolling uh, i don't mind it it obviously does summit but it's just like don't do it there. Yeah, but the way people talk about it, like it's going to cure the coronavirus, it's like fucking hell, calm down. It's just uh, foam roll. Overactives, overactive sewers. Interesting one. Mm. Herniated disc and arthritic change. Yeah, I think the point of this is just like if you've heard any of these kind of thrown around and you see it as I don't know, and it's come to you as a good trainer, you're probably listening to this show. Don't be scared by somebody who said they've they've one of these buzzwords or buzz diagnosis that they probably haven't. If they've had it properly diagnosed, them amazing. But none of those we can see are going to stop you from probably training. Have a decrease if they haven't got any pain. They're probably fine. You can still train them to function. Um, so it's it's a bit of scaremongering. And if you diagnose any of those things, then it's just like it's not your job really yeah um, i'm sure i'm gonna get a backlash of uh, physiotherapists off that i don't know it'd be interesting to hear alex projecki's thoughts i'm sure he's gonna listen to this and then at me no. <laughs> but any of those um i had that ratified by uh henry osteopath henry howe so he can come and talk about it. Um, interesting i've done my source work it's fine we had a little giggle about it that's all right then good all good mate but um yeah you haven't got any of those disorders have you i've got plenty of disorders mate none of them <laughs> i think but you have to train i think you have to train to have those disorders so i ain't got them i think it was just the anterior like the posterior anterior butt wink thing annoyed me for for something that i deem as such kind of the foundational knowledge now and mm. knowing what your hamstring does um yeah just that, should, that takes like five seconds of research to realize that. Um, yeah. But didn't... No, that was to do with calories, wasn't it? If your hamstrings are too tight, you don't squat deep enough and you won't burn enough calories. Who said that? Mm. You know who said that. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, it was interesting as well. I thought you'd uh, find this funny. So I was creating some posts about... I was just looking for some coaching cues um, off the internet. And uh, I wrote in best glute exercises. You know how it comes up with that like list of stuff. Mm. But exercises, squats, lunges, glutes. So the uh, on the on the Google. Um, so number one. So uh, this is a list in order. Um, dumbbell squat to press. Brilliant. A Bulgarian squat with slam ball. Landmine <laughs> squat press. Why do you have to do other shit? Why do you have the Why do you have press involved? Yeah, I don't know. The press. You have to do <laughs> another dumbbell squat to press. Um, lateral pistol squats on a rower. Why do you have to do it on a rower? I don't really understand that. <laughs> a squat jump tap. Interesting. And a tricep extension squat. 
fucking hell. Sounds like an, in- sounds like an Instagram influencer. Yeah, it's like crazy. That, oh, it? Just type that into Google and then the top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight exercises. And then at least five of them have like presses or rows and shit in them. <laughs> there's no need to make it more complicated. Really odd. And we wonder why like there's a misinformation out there, mate. Absolutely, absolutely mad. Um, which brings me on to, I wanted to talk about bread. Of course you did. Why wouldn't you? In, that was the, that was in the industry, that was a good uh, kind of segue, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, perfect, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> I did it pretty well. Um, no, it was just interesting because um, we were talking about bread, the, the, the how our conversations have gone throughout this uh, coronavirus. You hear quarantines uh, hit hard, that the topic of conversation is bread. Um, yeah. But because... We were talking about like calories because um, I like buying like some sourdough and like some seeded like sourdough bread, right? And it's like I don't know, 150 to 170 calories per slice. It's like thick, dense ass seeded bread. And then yeah. how I'll default now to buying, well, I, I like that, but normally if I'm dieting or watching my weight, I'll default to bagel thins. And I can't actually remember the last time I had a full, full ass bagel. Yeah. Can you remember? I have them all the time. Do you really? Yeah, my my bagels I have a proper full ones. Yeah, ones. I think I'm going to do that now. Um, yeah. But I had to because I quite like bread, and uh, I think I, th- I think in enclosed world, um, bread's not a massive thing, so it's interesting. So I thought I'd uh, bring up. Oh, but being British, being British, bread is like the main thing, right? And we discovered this recently. So I've discovered that ba- basically bagels, I don't ever toast them that much. Like bagels just need to be warmed up, slightly toasted. That's when they're at the best. Where a sourdough needs to be nearly like on the verge of burning, like because yeah, it, it needs to be done that way. And it's just interesting how different breads toast different ways. You can't just say, oh, I'm a blanket. I always go brown toast. Like, you know, with the, like, you know, that there's always that thing on Instagram where it's like, comment what number toast you are and it's like one two three four five six you know like the same with tea strengths and stuff so british um <laughs> and it's that sort of thing where it's like i would never go too like toasted normally but with sourdough you have to you have to go too toasted but it's not too toasted then is it it's good yeah so it's, i had to look up um top breads because just like we got a god tier top tier good tier mediocre tier low tier and shit tier i mean danny then i agree with these All right were we going to go God to shit or shit to God? Shit to God, surely. Shit to God. All right, shit tier. Everybody's going to be appalled right now because it's probably the most popularly made bread in quarantine. What is it? Banana bread. There we go, yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Ding. Shit tier, banana bread. Um, I agree. Banana's got no, pro- no fucking business uh, being in bread. Not a huge fan. Not a huge fan at all. It's, 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 I'm not a big fan of bananas, which is where, like, which is weird. Not weird. But have some cranberries in it. Cranberry bread. Mm-mm. That's good stuff. But, no, nah, it's all right. It's, it's not great. But, yeah. Low tier. All right, we got nut bread. Bit weird. Not too mm-hmm. much. Again, not a fan, really. Uh, raisin bread. Mm. Not fast. It's not fast. Mm. Uh, we got a matza. I'm not too What's sure that? what that is. It looks like some sort of cracker-based thing. Not yeah. about that. Um, we got gluten-free. <laughs> that would be the worst one. <laughs> uh, you got whole grain bread. 
it's kind of just sitting in there. I'm not too sure what caraway seeded bread is, if I'm really honest. I mean, I, I, I thought this was going to be like, you know, bagels, rolls, you know, white bread, well, brown never, bread. like are going to come up there, mate. I was about to say, this is just a bit that's like, loaded. you know. That's loaded. These are weird breads that you don't really know. We've got pumpernickel yeah. in mediocre tier. Cornbread. Do you, you like cornbread? Corn? It's all right. That's all right. Okay. Rye bread? Mm, yeah, it can be all right. It can be great and it can be terrible. Oh. Mm. Pumpkin bread, a bit weird. Um, white bread, just plain white bread, I'm guessing. It's like 12p a, a thing. Um, like Warburton's, isn't it? It's a Warburton's loaf, isn't it? Olive bread? Mm, definitely not for me. Yoga tier. All right, moving to the good bread. So, good tier. So, in the top threes, I guess. Tortilla. Is that bread? Yes. Yes. Is that bread? Yeah, that counts. That's okay. so good. Pitta bread. Mm. Pitta breads are all okay. It's yeah. you have to have hummus with it, though. <laughs> you have to have hummus with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite a Greek thing, isn't it? Pretzel. Yes. Pretzels are decent. Beer bread. That's just alcoholics. Ciabatta. Yeah. Yeah, ciabatta's good. I do like a bit of ciabatta. And good tier, naan bread. Naan bread is incredible. Yeah. Agreed. Shove a keeman arm up there. Absolutely fine. All right, top oh, tier. Shove a keeman arm up where? Hang on a minute. So the list, mate. Oh, no, sorry. Sorry. Uh, top tier. These, these, mm-mm. they sort of obviously biased. So bagel should be absolute god tier. How would you rank your bagels though? It's an interesting one. If you go like plain, then you got like cinnamon raisin. You got the other stuff like sesame yeah, seeded. Plain's the worst, obviously. Um, and then I would probably go. Everything. <laughs> I would go sesame's good. Cinnamon raisin's probably top. Yeah. Cinnamon, cinnamon raisin's not versatile, though, because it's too sweet. Uh, I think that's where you're wrong. I don't like it with, like... I would like it with bacon. I won't like it with eggs. Bacon, yeah. I've had it with bacon. It's good. Not with eggs. But, yeah, interesting. <laughs> uh, a normal baguette. A baguette is fantastic. Baguette is fantastic, isn't it? Onion bread. Yeah, Sounds good. good. Right. Croissant. A croissant. A croissant. <laughs> um, a yuca. I'm not too sure what that is. Brioche. And uh, you've got God tier is garlic bread, mate. Yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> yeah. Instant, as we know, instantly makes a meal like jump up the scale. So yeah. from a seven to a ten, garlic bread, just shove it in there, mate. Um, anything against that list? No, I think that's pretty comprehensive, to be fair. <laughs> it just got me thinking. It's just, it's just strange, isn't it? How bread's such a big part of our culture, and we don't really... yeah. It is huge. It's a huge part of English culture. There's no doubt about that. And it just never really seems to be. Like, just shove a tortilla in there and you're fine. But, yeah, it's big. Do love a bit of bread. All right, mate, have you got any other, any other business, any other news you've got to spout out? No, 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 no. Stay safe, everyone. We'll see you next time. Yeah, we try to make this a completely corona-free show, really, haven't we? Until now. We try to. Well, I think it's easier now because no one's, everyone's like, oh, this is just life now. So Just life, yeah. Crack on it. Apart from, apart from there's, there's some madness in the States that people, some like Georgia and some states are starting to open stuff and they want to open, even though they haven't hit any kind of peak and all the numbers are still rising. But then they start opening like gyms and coffee places. 
great idea, mate. Great idea. Really good idea. Mm, classic. Yeah, don't do that. Feel free. Yeah, don't do that. Always mental. All right, mate. I will catch you next week. See you later.